I came up with a metaphor and the whole world exploded. I guess it was more of a simile than a metaphor. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And today we're talking about water in whiskey. Because, yes, I made a metaphor about water in whiskey, which I'll get to here in a second. And the whole world exploded in my comment section. So today we're breaking it down exactly what is going on when you put water in your whiskey. Now, what's this metaphor that I'm talking about? In one of the Q&A episodes, I made this analogy. Not a, I keep saying metaphor. I guess it's a simile because I say like, which I'm pretty sure makes it a simile. You know, it's been a long time since I took an English class, but I'm pretty sure I got that right. So I made this comparison of putting water in your whiskey to putting salt on your food. And the comment section, I clipped that. I put it on Instagram in the comment section, lost its mind. Now, let me explain something here for a second. I wasn't just talking about putting salt on any old dish that you just have leftovers in your fridge, whatever. I'm talking about if you follow the recipe to create a dish or you buy a dish like a, a, a meal from a restaurant from a chef who knows what they're doing. Sometimes, every once in a while, putting salt on it is going to make it taste better. But other times, putting salt on it is just going to overdo it. It's just going to wash out that flavor. It's just going to taste salty. I stand by that metaphor. Putting water in whiskey does the same thing, which I'm going to break down in detail today. The idea behind that analogy, metaphor, comparison, simile, whatever, the idea was when you put water into whiskey, sometimes it improves it. Sometimes it makes those flavors pop a little bit. Sometimes you don't need water in the whiskey that you're drinking. The whiskey that you're drinking won't get better with water, and so it'll just mess it up. Or it might just taste watered down. You'll only taste the water instead of tasting the water and the whiskey. Similar to if you put too much salt on your food, you'll just taste the salt. You won't taste the meal. You won't taste those flavors that you were meant to be tasting. So I'm coming out of the gate swinging in this episode, so so I hope you guys are ready. Uh, Just because... mainly because I wanted to clear up that metaphor. I get it. On most dishes, salt's going to help. But if you have something that has just the right balance of the salt, the bitter, the acid, the base, if you have just the right balance of all that, and then you add too much salt, it's going to taste super salty. That was my point. And here is why. We're going to break down uh, with whiskey what the water is doing to the whiskey. So I'm going to break down a couple things. I've done a taste test with water before. I forget what episode that was. I think it was in the 30s. But I haven't talked about the science behind it yet. So I'm going to walk through what is actually happening in the whiskey chemically when you put water in your whiskey. I'm going to walk through what happens to your experience when you put water in your whiskey. And then should you do it? How should you do it if you're going to? Etc. We're going to break down all that. This is the putting water in whiskey episode of Whiskey Noobs. I'm breaking all of it down. So, let's get started. What's happening chemically when you put water into your whiskey? And of course, I am going to be trying it, uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. So, some of you are seeing on the video version, you might be seeing the bottle, depending on what camera views I use, uh, and we'll, we'll get to that. But what is happening chemically in your whiskey when you drop water into it? So as per the usual, I've got multiple different sources where I was looking up different things that people say happens. Foodandwine.com puts it this way. 
Because some molecules dissolve into water and others don't, adding water into your whiskey will make some flavors more noticeable on the nose. This is especially true for flavors that were previously overpowered by the alcohol. Okay, what's happening there? Basically, what's happening is when you put the water into the whiskey, think about how sugar dissolves in water, okay? There are a lot of different compounds in your whiskey. When you put the water into the whiskey, some compounds are going to do what sugar does. They're going to dissolve. Anybody who's taken creatine before knows that it does not dissolve very well. You always end up with a little bit of it in your mouth, and it feels like you have sand in your mouth. Other compounds are going to do that, except they're already in the whiskey, but they're not going to be dissolved into the water. So some compounds will linger around. Other ones will get dissolved into the water. If you dissolve into the water, if you're water-soluble, then you become less apparent. If you're not, then everything around you becomes less apparent, and by proxy, you become more apparent on the nose, easier to smell. Now, there's a common misunderstanding with this, and I used to think the same thing or at least wonder the same thing. Water is already in whiskey, right? So why does this matter? Especially a whiskey that's not barrel strength, that means they're watering it down. If it doesn't say cask strength, barrel strength, barrel proof, whatever, that means they're adding water to it. Here's the thing, though. Just like if you add too much sugar into a cup that you're trying to dissolve, you don't have enough water, you have too much sugar. You can stir and stir and stir and stir and stir, and then eventually, uh, maybe if you heat it up, you can do some things where it's able to absorb more. But let's pretend like you're not. Uh, you're just stirring it. You can't absorb any more sugar. You've poured too much sugar in. The water can't take in anymore. So it's fully saturated, meaning it has all of the sugar that it can dissolve. But there's still some sugar in there. If you add more water to this mythical cup where you're stirring sugar into it, you will be able to dissolve more of that sugar essentially, this is what's happening in your whiskey. So there are some things that are water-soluble, and maybe the distiller added water and some of those were dissolved into the water. But now we've reached this equilibrium where the water isn't going to absorb any more of that, those soluble compounds. Now when you add more water into it, into the whiskey, after you open your bottle, you pour your whiskey into it, you add more water on top of it, now more soluble compounds are able to be dissolved into that water. Hopefully that makes sense. I, it's a little bit technical, but I promise it's going to make sense, especially as uh, we continue on with what's going on. So wrapping up that portion of what's happening scientifically, basically, you've got things that are soluble. You've got things that are not soluble. You add water. The soluble things are going to dissolve into the water. The insoluble things will not, and therefore some of them will be more pronounced. You'll be able to taste them and smell them more. That's step one. Okay, now we've also got craftirishwhiskey.com talking about how when you add water to whiskey, it brings flavor compounds to the surface of the whiskey. So some compounds, when you add your water in, whatever is happening, I think it has, and I could be wrong here, you know, I haven't taken chemistry in six years, seven years, anyways, some things, I think because of the polarity of the molecules, if I'm not mistaken, whatever, for whatever reason, some things are going to come to the surface of that whiskey. That's what you need to know. That's what's important to know. 
And because some things are going to come to the surface of the whiskey, and that might be those insoluble compounds. As a matter of fact, I think it probably is. But because they're going to come to the surface of the whiskey, they're going to be easier to smell because they're right there. So as you're agitating your whiskey, you drop some water into it, those things come up to the surface. Now they're right there. Now you can smell them a lot easier. And so that's another reason that different things are going to become pronounced on the nose. And never mind that I haven't mentioned yet what this is doing to the experience, okay? This is just what's happening within the whiskey. So you're also going to have that happen. And then I forgot to look up this word. I might have to look it up mid-podcast here. (laughs) And then you've got something that I think is called guayasol, but it might be guayacol. Um, This comes from irishwhiskeyusa.com. So they talk about guayacol a little bit more specifically, and I'm going to look that up so I don't just keep mispronouncing it. But that's another thing that's brought to the surface. And so this is a compound that actually makes the flavors in whiskey more pronounced, according to irishwhiskeyusa.com. It makes those flavors pop more. makes them more pronounced. And so that compound is going to also be brought to the surface. Now, for a lot of whiskeys, this compound enters through the wood. Whenever they're interacting with the wood in the barrel, this, this guayacol or guayasol can make it into the barrel. Let me look it up. Otherwise, people who actually know how to pronounce it are probably super frustrated listening to me. Guayacol. Guayacol. Okay. Guayacol. Like alcohol, kind of? It sounds kind of like it. Okay. So... Most whiskeys, I think this is where I left off, most whiskeys get their guayacol through the interaction with the wood. However, having barley in your recipe or being entirely barley-based, like something that we're about to drink here, adds more guayacol into the solution, into the whiskey. On top of that, if your whiskey is what's known as peated, there's a reason I picked this bottle. I'm holding up the bottle for those listening to the audio version. Uh, and bottle is our bag tenure for those listening to the audio version. Uh, if your whiskey is peated, it also adds more guayacol into it. And so this is why I've even had people in my comments before talk about this, that, oh, add, some people say adding water only really counts if it's an Isla Scotch, or adding water only counts if it's a single malt, or adding water only counts if it's peated. That is why. That's kind of the... Uh, that fact that that the peating the peatiness and the malt add in some guayacol that fact is trickling down into the comment section but it's not just for those so that's where it's getting misinterpreted it does enter all whiskeys through the wood the interaction with the barrel so that compound's going to be brought to the surface it's going to be more heavy in single malt isla scotches essentially single malt peated scotch um but it will be brought to the surface by that that water in that whiskey so to wrap up scientifically we're going to get to the experience which is what we're gonna we're gonna actually drink some here and i'm gonna see what i'm experiencing differently i've never done this with ardbeg before but to wrap up the experience basically a few things happen when you add water into your whiskey And the one thing that I haven't mentioned really yet is, obviously, you're lowering the proof of the whiskey, but we'll get to that. That's part of the experience. When you add water into your whiskey, some compounds are going to dissolve. Some compounds are going to be brought to the surface of the whiskey. Because of those things, different compounds will be more pronounced. Different flavor notes and things that you're smelling and tasting will be more pronounced in the whiskey just because of that effect. On top of that, this leads us into the experience, what, what's actually happening. Does adding water to your whiskey make it better is what I titled this section. Um, 
On top of that, you're lowering the proof of the whiskey. And so for some people, they say, oh, it makes it smoother because the proof of the whiskey is lower. To some people, they say, oh, it makes it harsher because there's less flavor in the whiskey for some whiskeys. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me continue. But that's also something that's happening is the proof is getting a little bit lower. Now, next, I want to talk about how the water affects the taste of the whiskey. But first, I need you to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. And if you're on YouTube, please ring that notification bell. It is very helpful. And I can't thank you guys enough who already have. Now, let's talk about the experience. Does it actually make it better? Yes, it does. And no, it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't do anything at all. And sometimes it makes it really bad. Why? Well, because I've established that adding water to your whiskey is going to make some parts of it more pronounced. I didn't specify which parts. And so totally depending on the whiskey, the compounds that become more pronounced, and by the way, depending on your palate, the compounds that become more pronounced might be more desirable to you. You might be like, oh, I'm so glad I can taste this a little bit better. Or they might be worse to you. You might say, That suppressed the flavor note that I loved, and now I'm only getting this flavor note that I can't stand. So that is also possible and very important to keep in mind. A good example of this is what foodandwine.com mentions. So they mention, be careful diluting older whiskeys too much, because this could amplify the harshness of the woodiness, because it's older, it's got more of a wood interaction, and maybe that harshness actually comes through. Woodiness gives you this kind of ashy woody taste maybe it becomes very apparent if you add water to it that could be the case also for certain things especially older whiskeys that have a lot of nuance a lot of complexity baked into them when you drop water into them and then some things are getting dissolved you could ruin some of the nuance and some of the complexity in that whiskey so adding water to your whiskey is not always the best idea sometimes it makes it better sometimes it makes it worse Now, remember that guayacol that comes to the surface of the whiskey? That's not always a good thing. So sometimes the way that that interacts with the other flavor notes is actually going to make it taste worse as well. All of this comes together to suggest that sometimes it's like it's really hit or miss. It's trial and error. It's experience. Sometimes your whiskey is going to taste better. Sometimes your whiskey is going to taste worse. I'm talking about it too much. Let's try it. So I've got two Glencairns here. I've got a plain one, and then I've got one with a logo on it. The plain one is going to have plain Ardbeg 10-year, and the one with the logo on it, because the logo is a little something extra, this whiskey is going to have a little something extra. It's going to have some distilled water dripped into it. Uh, And we will talk about why I'm using distilled water here in a minute. But first, let me pour this whiskey. So this is what I've got. Uh, This one does not have the water in it yet because I want to look a little bit closely at it when I add the water to it. Okay, Ardbeg Tenure, for those of you who don't know, very quick rundown. This is a peated Isla single malt scotch. So it's very peaty, very smoky, very earthy. has a little bit of a lemon, a little bit of a salt, if I remember correctly, definitely malty. I think maybe a touch of fruit to go with it as well, but that smoke comes through quite a bit. All right, let's experience this together. So I have this little dropper that I'm using for the water, and it can be very helpful on controlling how much water you're getting into the whiskey. I've been wanting one of these for a long time. I actually got it for Christmas. I used to just eyeball it. Um, So, yeah, we've got got a fancy little dropper. These are, like, super cheap on Amazon, so if you're interested, go get one. Now, let's see what it looks like as I drop the water into here. Hopefully you guys are seeing this pretty nicely on the camera. All right. It was very subtle. I imagine you can't even see it from the camera, but it was worth a try. 
maybe in post I'm able to make it a little bit more obvious. I dropped three droplets of water into it, and we'll add more as we go here. Uh, and I could see that there was a little... It's hard to explain. You can kind of see it dissolving into there. It kind of looks like corn syrup in water. It looks like that briefly. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Okay, moment of truth here. So let's compare the noses a little bit. I've got the water in the one on my right. I've got nothing in the one on my left, opposite for you guys. Let's nose them. The one with no water smells like our big tenure. Big surprise. There is a notable difference. And, the, you know, once again, I used a bottle that has a lot of guaiacol in it, or at least it should. Um, and, yeah, there's a notable difference. So uh, the normal Ardbeg 10-year smells a lot more of a dark smokiness, a lot more of a smoky fire type of a smell. The Ardbeg with the water, it lightens it up a little bit and maybe makes that citrus a bit more pronounced. It smells more like a vanilla and a citrus, whereas this, the one with no water, I should say, that that citrus shows through a little bit less. You get more of the peat, I think. I think it almost cleared up some of the peat. All right, well, maybe there's something to this. Let's give it a taste. The Ardbeg Tenure tastes like Ardbeg Tenure. Let's try it with the water. It is considerably more citrusy. Like, it tastes to me a lot more like a sour fruit. A little bit less of the smoke, a little bit less of the burn, more brininess, but lighter, more citrusy, a little bit more vanilla. I'll try it again. I'd even say it takes away a little bit of a, a harshness, not just the alcohol. So obviously it's a little bit lower proof because I've just added water to it, but even a little bit maybe of the harshness of like the actual get your jaws harsh on your tongue a little bit type of flavor it might take away if you like a kick if you like a pepper i think it took away that pepper note along with the harshness so if you like that little touch of kick i think it took that away but overall i mean this definitely i'll revisit the, this here at the end but it for sure made a difference i mean way more than i even expected okay all right so there's something to it obviously um just like there's something to adding salt on your food. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Okay, I'll, I'll move on. Now, to, to break down what's happening or, or whether you should do it or not, it depends on the whiskey. It depends on the distiller's intention. Do they want you to add water to it? And, you know, if they don't want you to add water to it, you're more than welcome to. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, did they specifically water it down to a certain proof because they're like, this tastes the best at this proof? You might remember I had the guys from Borrowed Page on here from American Mash and Grain. They came out with Borrowed Page Whiskey. They talked about they try it at a bunch of different proofs, and they pick their favorite one. So did the distiller pick the best proof, or at least for your palate, did they pick the best proof? That could be the case. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe your palate's a little bit different, and you're going to like it a little bit more if you add water to it. But these are all things that you need to consider. In the big headline, bold title that I want you to be seeing floating over my head in your brain right now is it depends on the person. There is not you should add water to your whiskey and it is not you should not add water to your whiskey. It's neither. It 100% depends on the whiskey. So I hope that that is clear from the science and then from the experience. And now we're going to talk about how to do it if you want to do it. So obviously I just dripped a few drops of distilled water into the art bag that I was drinking. Now, a lot of folks recommend distilled water. 
once again, we're going to foodandwine.com. They had a great article on this, by the way. Feel free to go read that because I was impressed by it. Um, the, it explains how with that water with too many minerals in it or too many of anything else in it that, that a water would have could add flavor, could take away from the flavor, could overpower different nuance in the whiskey, whereas distilled water means you distilled it down just like you distill whiskey. So it is just water. It doesn't have those other compounds in it, and that's why a lot of people say to use distilled water. You don't want other compounds to get in the way of it. You can try different waters, but if you do, just see how they taste beforehand. Try to get an idea. If it has a flavor to it, that's going to add to your whiskey or take away from your whiskey. If you want to do it, so get your water, maybe distilled water, maybe spring water, whatever. Drop a little bit in there and start low. So you might have seen, I had like a half ounce. I probably shouldn't have even done three drops, but I did. I probably should have started with like one, and then, but I was too busy staring at it and seeing what it looked like. Start slow, though, because you can never take away the water from the whiskey, but you can add more if you've got more water with you. So start slow, try it, slowly proof down, and, and do your experiment that way. Slowly increase your water until maybe it tastes like there's not even any burn to it anymore. Some people actually recommend that. I don't think I wrote down a specific source, but I know for a fact that some say, hey, you should add water to it until it doesn't even burn anymore. That's tough to say because that's different for everybody. It totally depends on your palate. It depends on your preferences. Maybe a certain amount of water, a certain proof is going to burn for you, but it won't burn for me. So that's tough to say. The point of the water, though, and I think this is a common misconception, it's not just to water it down. So I think people say you should water it down until it doesn't burn anymore. That's not quite the point of the water. Uh, actually, speaking of American Mash and Grain, when I had them on and talked about Borrowed Page, they talked about, I forget which one, but one of them, they actually they tried it at a certain proof and they loved it. And then they went down a proof and they hated it. And then they went down a little farther and they loved it again. So it can totally vary. It's not like it's going to continually get worse or continually get better. You're going to see different compounds get absorbed and come to the surface, so different things are going to smell and taste a little bit different. It's kind of a guessing game. Um, the other reason that I don't like to say to water it down until it doesn't burn anymore is if you've ever had like a watered-down drink, like if you've ever had a soda machine that's broken, and so it, instead of just giving you Coke or giving you water, it gives you super-duper watered-down Coke. If you've ever done that, you know how disgusting it is. And so I think sometimes you really shoot yourself in the foot because you water it down to where it tastes worse than just drinking water. I've had that with soda. I've had it with Powerade before where I watered down Powerade because uh, I didn't have a lot left and then when I was a kid. And then it, uh, it tasted like really disgusting. Like I would have rather just drank water. So be careful. Be careful while you're watering it down. You might just destroy the whiskey. Um, so try it with a little bit. Like I said, I just use like a little bit of a half ounce here. Try it with something like that. You can get a better idea, most likely. So the debate of all debates, and we are going to get back to this art bag. I'm going to add even more and see what happens. The debate to end all debates here that happened in my comment section because of my metaphor or simile, my simile. Should you add water to your whiskey? The answer is a resounding maybe. And that's the answer to adding water to your whiskey, adding ice to your whiskey, drinking it neat, drinking it in a mixed drink, drinking it as a cocktail. The answer as to whether or not you should do it is a resounding maybe. It depends on your palate. It depends on your preferences. It depends on the whiskey that you're drinking. So... Just please keep that in mind. Some whiskeys are going to taste better. Some whiskeys are going to taste worse. Our bag happens to be one where I'm really enjoying it. I don't know off the top of my head, but I remember for certain there was a whiskey that I added water to that I really did not like. 
I feel like maybe I was drinking it with Bryce and I can't remember what it was, but I know for certain that I did not like it. So some whiskeys are, are just going to taste worse because those, like I said, um, the wood compounds might come out and be a little bit more harsh or it might just be some other flavor note that you're like, I don't like this. It might be a little bit mildew flavor note and some whiskeys is tolerable and then you maybe put water in it and it becomes super mildewy. That can happen as well. All right. Let's wrap this up with this Ardbeg Tenure. This isn't a full review episode of Ardbeg Tenure, but I did do one in the past, so you can go check that out. I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but if you search Whiskey Noobs Ardbeg, it'll come up for you. I wanted to find the breaking point, and I found it. So I did three drops in the beginning, loved it. Three drops again, thought it was okay. I just added like a, a squirt from the dropper, so probably like five or ten drops. That broke it. It is weirdly sour or bitter. Maybe not sour, maybe it's bitter. I don't know what that flavor is, but I don't like it very much. So that's the breaking point for our bag, for me, at least. Now, if you've made it this far into the episode, I promise I'm going to wrap up my thoughts, but I would just be amiss if I didn't ask you to check out the Patreon page if you're willing to. It is a huge help to this show. It supports the show. My patrons are awesome. We talk a lot. There's a new Discord channel on the Patreon page, and I also want to shout out Juan Moya, who just joined the Expert Noobs tier. Thank you, Juan, and thank you. For everybody in all the Patreon tiers, you guys are the best. To wrap up my thoughts, though, I've already mentioned it's the, it depends on the distiller's intention. It depends on the whiskey. But what what is all of this, right? What is putting water in your whiskey? What is adding ice to your whiskey? I've said it before, and I haven't said it again for a while, so I want to mention it. All of these different ways of drinking whiskey, there's not a right way and there's not a wrong way. I always look at it as a different piece of the puzzle. So if Ardbeg Tenure is a puzzle, trying it neat is giving you a piece of that puzzle. Trying it warm and versus cold is giving you a piece of that puzzle. Trying it with water is another piece. Trying it with ice is another piece. All these different ways are different pieces of the puzzle that is the flavor profile of Ardbeg Tenure. So if you want to really know what a whiskey tastes like, you, you kind of need to try it in all of those different formats. And then you'll know this is exactly what Ardbeg Tenure is. I even was talking to that one dude, Ryan. It might have been during the barrel pick episode, but I can't remember. Um, he talked about how he always tries his barrel picks with and without water because sometimes water helps, sometimes it hurts, and sometimes people who are buying them are going to be trying them with water. They're all pieces of the puzzle, so if you really want to fully know what that whiskey tastes like, you need to try all the pieces of the puzzle. Now, maybe you don't want to because you're happy with that one piece. The one piece, which for me is usually neat, it tastes great. You're happy with it. That's fine. That's how I am most of the time. I just go with neat, but every once in a while I like to get a little crazy, add some water, add some ice, whatever. And maybe if you're happy with that one puzzle piece, that's totally fine. Another way that I've put it before is it's kind of like looking at a piece of art and maybe you look at that piece of art in a certain lighting and you like it, and then you see it in a different lighting and you don't like it. Maybe somebody displays artwork in their home in a way that you're like, why did they put that artwork there? Why is the lighting set up that way? Why is it bringing out the purples in this painting? Maybe that's because that's how they like it. It's very much the same with all the different ways that you can drink whiskey. It's just putting a different filter onto that thing. We're all looking at that same piece of art, but we're putting different filters on it. And maybe the artist wants it to have this one specific filter because, in their opinion, this is the best way to enjoy the art. But maybe you don't like it that way. That's your call because you paid for it. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what we're doing. That's that, I think, to me, that's the strongest metaphor is you're looking at the same piece of art. You're adding different filters to it. 
didn't mean to get so philosophical on you guys, but it's another one that rears its ugly head in my comments every once in a while, and I thought, let's not just break down the science, let's break down what's happening, and let's try it for ourselves. Turns out, I don't know, roughly 10 drops of water is the breaking point for a half ounce of Ardbeg because that got pretty disgusting for me, just my personal opinion. But Ardbeg in general, pretty tasty. Once again, there's a full review of it somewhere farther back in the, uh, in the shows. Thank you guys for listening if you've listened this far. Let me know if you like water in your whiskey. Let me know how much water or what water you use, etc. Because once again, I don't do it very often. But that's all I can say about water and whiskey, at least in this episode. Maybe we'll have to try it again. I will leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.